0: This is Martin Casals, a.k.a. Marty the Moth from Lucha Underground, and you're watching the Oversell Podcast.
1: It is episode 88, it, and we are talking all things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell
0: Podcast! <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell podcast. My name is Derek.
2: I am Mike and I'm Dan.
1: And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. I had an awesome week or weekend of professional wrestling last weekend. It was so much fun. Um Dan, did you get was there an NWA Smoky Mountain show this weekend? No. No, there was not. Okay. No news in that front there. Uh, It started for me Saturday night. I got to go to RSWF, uh, which to me is very underrated. Very underrated show. Real Southern Wrestling Federation. Uh, And I got to meet the Impact Grand Champion Moose. Moose. <laughs> Moose. Moose. And, oh, my God, it was so much fun. First off, uh, they did a meet and greet, 15 bucks to get in. And, you know, that was so you could get, if you wanted to meet Moose and get a front row seat, you could do that. So I got, I went in, got my seat, and then uh, went up, gave Moose a handshake, told him I was a big fan of his. Uh, 10 bucks for picture with them 10 bucks for an autographed eight by 10 i got to hold the impact grand championship oh nice you put that thing in your hands and it almost toppled over because i wasn't <laughs> ready for it that that is a heavy heavy belt and i guess it you know
2: you can always tell the real ones from the replicas <laughs> yeah yeah
1: well like dan give me an idea um how much do you think the uh, you carried the junior heavyweight championship right
2: I carried the junior heavyweight championship. I carried the heavyweight championship in uh, Selmer and SPW, and I carried the tag team titles in uh, Union City for AEW.
1: How heavy were those belts? If you had to guess,
2: Um, the heaviest one was the heavyweight one because it was actually a replica of the national title. um, What was what was at the time called the national title. but it it was a pretty heavy belt because it had some sta- pretty substantial side plates on it, too. So, <clears throat> well, this uh, I don't know. It was like if I had to put a pound on it, maybe between 10 and 15 pounds. I don't that's, know.
1: Okay. That's so damn heavy. And for to see guys like The Rock or Triple H go. Or- they're just waving one of those belts around like they weigh absolutely <laughs> nothing. Well,
3: think of that WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan did it with two belts he, and he was doing the yes chant with them.
1: And he said the next day he was <laughs> extremely sore from having to do that yeah. all night. Heck, we did yes, we did the yes chant for about, what, 30, 40 minutes? <laughs> and that was with, without belts. With, yeah, without belts, and then we were that sore. So. <laughs> I took off a week of it work It was just after cool that. getting to meet this and getting actually to do what you're about to hear here as soon as I get...
0: Moose, 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 (laughs) moose, 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 moose.
3: And it goes on forever.
0: Moose. Oh,
1: my God. My voice was sore just from doing that. Just doing that. And he had a match. Um, Let me go through. Some of the card we had, uh, pure power, uh, half of pure power take on half of the LA hustlers, Bradley Lamonte. I think you know Bradley, don't you, Dan? I do, yeah. We've wrestled on a few shows with him. Yep. So, uh, he had a match with one of the gentlemen from pure power. I can't, I've totally missed the names. Um, but, uh, after the match, uh, pure power, uh, was paid by full deck, who was also at the show to put an extra beat down on Bradley. So that was that was really cool. It was a lot of good storytelling there and eventually the other half of the LA Hustlers took on uh Ace from Full Deck or maybe his Joker. I always get those two guys <laughs> confused. Not that they look alike or anything, but anyway, that uh so Full Deck was there, Pure Power was there. Uh, You got, um, who else was there? Uh, The L.A. Hustlers. That's three good tag teams right there. Uh, Then you have the tag team champions, who is Big Maverick, which, standing next to that dude, he makes me look like a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
2: Maverick's uh, immense. uh, (laughs) And his
1: tag team partner is uh, McDonald. uh, Forgot who the name is. Eric McDonald or something like that. The new pretty boy or some shit they're calling him. and. Uh, he took on Al- Eric McDonald. Took on Alan Steele. Uh, Maverick took on a friend of the podcast, Mo Steagle, <laughs> and he ended up getting a beatdown from the rest of the Mo scenarios, which consists of Mo, uh, Alan Steele, and Bishop Cage. Hell yeah! The main event of the night was Bishop Cage versus Moose. And typically, when you see a big name come to town like moose you know you get half-assed match you know they're there you know a match may last 5 7 minutes this was not the case with moose
2: no this is i i watched this match uh, a fan actually recorded that live and i watched that match front to back and that was an awesome match
1: bishop bishop cage and moose killed it Moose, yes, they did. Moose is – I think uh, he said on a podcast or he, well, he may have told one of my friends at KFABE Connection on Twitter that he's trying to break the stigma of former football players going and becoming wrestlers. And, you know, like I said, I was expecting seven minutes, kind of a squash, but these guys came out you know, Bishop Cage was on the top rope. Moose threw this badass drop kick that he, – he's got a great fucking drop kick. Knocks him to the floor. They'd Especially be, for
3: such a big guy.
1: Yep, yep. Great body control. Um, they go to the outside. Moose gives him a couple of kicks. Puts him in a sits him in a chair. Does a quick jumping bro kick type move. I mean, they're brawling all around the outside. But they're brawling a, so many false finishes, and it was actually a title for title match. It was the RSWF Championship versus the Impact Grand Championship. Uh, Bishop Cage won the match, but. The ref, you know, the ref got knocked down. There were some shenanigans, some malarkey, however you want to call it, hoopla.
3: Seems to always be that with an impact championship, <laughs> malarkey,
1: malarkey. <laughs> and so a second referee comes out and reverses the decision. Lets the other referee knows what, know what happened. And the match had to continue. And you know, it thought it was going to be real quick. After that, they still win another probably five to seven minutes after that. And it ended with Moose hitting his hitting that uh, kind of. What kind of finisher did he does kind of a? It's kind of like a rainmaker where he. It's a a roar, a rolling elbow with kind of like like
2: a twisting kind of combination there.
1: Yep, it's kind of like the rainmaker mixed with what Chris Hero does or Luke Harper. You know that spinning that discus, forearm or discus, but he hits that, gets the one two three, and I'm, they this house was packed, RSW every seat was accounted for, which I think for local Memphis show like that. That is fantastic, especially when you have wrestling night going on at the Grizzlies, which we'll get here to hear, get to here in just a sec. But for that building, for every seat they've put out to be filled, I think is great for local Memphis wrestling. And Moose oh, is yeah. na- Moose is now your RSWF heavyweight championship, so he will be back to defend that title, which I think is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, coming up in April, this tells me RSWF may actually be onto something. Coming up in April, coming to RSWF, and this is actually interesting from what I saw on Facebook. EC three is coming to RSWF.
2: <clears throat> I saw that too,
1: and apparently from the news I've heard or read, he called to get booked on the show, which may not be a big people to some. To me, that's a that, that's a big deal. Yeah, for him to call the booker for RSWF, call the owner, Soul Taker and say hey man can i can i come wrestle for you <laughs> that tells me that and, and let's we need and i'm i want to try to work with soul taker and rswf to start getting some of their talent on this show we start doing some interview with their guys and stuff like that hopefully i can make it happen but there's a chance here that i think rswf if they do things right which from that wrestling show it looks like they know what the hell they're doing it's just classic memphis style booking and wrestling mm-hmm. um there's just a chance. I'm hoping that this kind of maybe this blows up and we've got our Southern Memphis territory wrestling somewhat back. I mean, Dan, did you ever get a chance to go to RSWF? I did not. Okay. I
2: but, don't. I don't even. Well, they might not have been. They've been around for
1: they, a few months. They might now. not have
2: been in uh, in gear, in full gear, when I was uh, wrestling. I mean, they they might not have been going full throttle like they are now,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but uh, I do recall them opening up shop probably within a year of me uh, retiring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh,
1: the talent they have there, I mean, listen to this roster. I've already said most of it. You've got Full Deck, who's probably one of the is one of the most captivating tag teams in Memphis. You have the L.A. Hustlers, which is a good tag team. you got pure power. These guys look like they could punch a brick wall with their fists to the ground and have a good time doing it. You, of course, got Alan Steele, who's one of the best Memphis workers right now. You've got Mo Steagle, who's very entertaining, very captivating. They did a spot in the Moose match where, while the referee was knocked out, most or I, I don't remember where in the match was, but – Moose power bombed Mo onto Alan Steele to the outside of the ring. It was an inc-
2: yeah over the top rope over to the top the rope. Outside. Right. It was an
1: incredible spot. I mean, it was so much fun. Mo had a great match too with Maverick, and you know, like I said, cheat twin Mo playing a little typical heel,
3: <laughs> playing Mo,
1: being Mo. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's he while well, he's getting power bombed. I'm sure he says Kevin Owens is fucking. <laughs> 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 but you know mo had a great showing uh chris lex was commentating on the show uh, hopefully he's going to be getting back in the ring soon uh i think he's doing a lot of rehab uh for his for one of his ankles i think that he hurt and there was an, there's actually an altercation altercation with a fan and the other commentator a guy named marco i don't know i don't know much about marco but there was a little shoving going on between them and i don't know I don't know. Hmm. But it it was just it's just a really fun show, and I, it was really refreshing for me because you know everyone knows I loved MEW. They don't run a show that often anymore. I think they may do once every couple of months. RSWF is still it is the only running show that runs every week in Memphis. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. hopefully it's only going to get better, especially if the word gets around to Impact. You know they got Moose to come down. They're getting EC three. You know who else could they try to get? Come on down from Impact. So hopefully maybe they're working on some sort of relation <laughs> with those guys. I mean you got Jeff Jarrett over there. He probably knows Soul Taker at some on some level. Right. I mean Soul Taker worked. He was part of Memphis Wrestling on what was it? Memphis Wrestling on UPN or something like that.
2: Uh, probably.
1: Was he? How how far does Soul Taker go back? Not very far. Okay.
2: Um, was you he, know, he was probably of- the last incarnation of Memphis mm-hmm. wrestling. So he could
1: have been power pro, um, power pro Memphis wrestling type that era. It could have been, yeah. Okay, they have some clips from him from the Memphis Championship Wrestling. I didn't, uh, they they were playing throughout the night, but I mean they got mm-hmm. a lot of talent over there. Uh, I was really impressed with the show, and you know, please, Lord, let this take off to where they're filling up that building every week and then they may have to start adding more chairs and you know who knows may you know maybe we only get maybe we get our PWG type show on this side of the country to where we're bringing in talent from over the, across the country right as long as it's not Joey Ryan though i'm just not a <laughs> i'm not, a, I'm, just not a, I'm just not a i'm just not a big Joey Ryan fan i don't know what it is he's just it's just too much there's only
3: like six people
1: that are so <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Mike, what happened at uh Grizzly Wrestling Night?
3: Well, they handed out Zebo wrestling buddies. Mm-hmm. It looked absolutely nothing like Zebo. Mhm. That's those. <laughs> 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 that's that laugh is pretty much everybody's reaction to him. So <laughs> it it was bad. Uh but yeah, they you know, every year they do Wrestling Night. They defend the Grizzly Weight World Championship,
1: which they actually had a belt for it this time. Is that what I heard? Yeah, they they didn't have that little toy belt. They yeah, were it using? wasn't the
3: one like they gave you know that they've been using the one that they gave away at you know one of the shows a couple years ago. Uh, they actually made a legit you know it looks exactly the same, but I mean it's you know full size legit like belt. Uh, but you know it was. They had a couple matches before the the game started. I didn't really get to see anything because you know I was working. I'm sure. Ta- I think tattoo. Yeah, was tattoo won. did wrestle. I know he won his match. Derek King. Yeah, Derek King was there. That was going to be the you know he was wrestling in place of Jerry the King Lawler. You know every year, Lawler is the the Grizzly Weight Championship uh, champion, and he was over in London right now or at the time you know doing stuff over there. So he couldn't make it, but he had a recorded video and he said, you know, you can only, you can never replace the king, but if you're going to, you might as well replace him with another one. And he had Derek King come in in his spot and he was going to wrestle against X Pac. Oh, Lord. And then X Pac comes in, you know, NWO music comes on, which first off, NWO music comes on. And when Xbox comes out, he's wearing DX attire. <laughs> so he <laughs> But he comes out and then my arch nemesis is with him.
1: Oh no. The chain mail man himself. Scott
3: fucking Steiner.
1: I got, a te- I got a text while I was at RSWF. He's like, Scott fucking Steiner is here. And that's how I read that text as like, yeah. that, like.
3: <laughs> But he walks out with him and Big Papa Chump and his whole <laughs> bullshit, but the math teacher himself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they walk out, you know, challenge him for the title or whatever, and you know they oh, already Dustin, kn-
1: <laughs> Dustin five stars interrupting him. My bad. Well, my he bad. was
3: there. He yeah, he was interviewing, bad. you know, Derek King. So I mean that that's fitting, I guess. Uh, but. You know, with Steiner there, they knew that you know Derek King needed somebody to help him in his corner, so they brought in, of course, the biggest name that they could, Buff Bagwell. (laughs) Ah. Now all this is going on. You know they they bring out DDP. (laughs) DDP is there. He's the you know commissioner for the night, and he's the one that sets it up. You know, has Buff Bagwell come in and help or whatever. So we get to the uh about, I think it was about the next time out. You see some backstage footage where Steiner and X-Pac or they go up to Buff and, you know, go you know, this you know this is all nwo you have to stick with us for life, you know, you know. Don't make the don't make the wrong decision here and, you know, help somebody out. So Match finally gets on at halftime and you know Bagwell ends up turning on Derek King and course, costing him the course. match. So, X-Pac is your new Grizzlyweight champion. Okay. But then later on, it shows them they're going to have this big like ceremony at the end and uh, you know, to to celebrate X-Pac's win. And out of nowhere, Grizz comes out and DDP makes the match right there, you know. Grizz gets to defend, you know, gets to go after the title one more time, and he comes in, he jumps off the rail like behind X-Pot, clotheslines him, gives him the uh, the diamond cutter, pins him, he wins the title back. All right. Yeah, cool. I mean, I know there was a match or two before it I didn't get to see because I was working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Skinner was there, so I was kind of. That yeah. just that
1: killed the mood, didn't yeah. it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's really all I have to say about it. Just... You know what? Just
1: in, in, honor, in honor of Mike getting to see his least favorite wrestler, you know what we need to do here? We need to pull up, uh, what was that? Let's see. Hold on. Scott Steiner.
2: Math. <laughs> We're going to have a little Scott Steiner math lesson? We are. We are. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, that that clip just gets funnier you know, and funnier
0: every time I... equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true
1: you should see the video see, normally this. if you
0: go one on one with another wrestler <laughs> you got a 50-50 chance of winning but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal so you got a 25% at best at beat me and then you add Kurt Angle to the mix your chance of winning drastically go down see the three way at sacrifice you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and, six and two thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even gonna try. So, Small <laughs> Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one on one. And then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs>
1: Holy my shit. Head, my head just exploded. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean... It, I wish you could have seen the video I was actually looking at Dan, too, because there's, like, a chalkboard with all this math going on, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've so, seen that one. Yeah,
3: no. <laughs> but overall, it, it was, you know, it was a fun night. You know, it's cool seeing DDP come out. And, you know, X-Pac has been there for a couple years now. You know, there was rumors of who else was going to be there, but obviously they didn't get those names. And uh, But, you know, it, it was a successful night again. You know, they they do it every year, and it's always, you know, Couple weeks before WrestleMania.
1: Packed house. Yeah. Packed house. You know, uh, I would have loved to have been there, but I couldn't miss up the chance. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've seen Scott's Diner wrestle live. I've seen X Pac wrestle live. i Hell, I saw X Pac wrestle live there last year. Yeah. Seen all those guys, and when a chance like Moose comes up to go not only to see him wrestle, but to get to shake his hand, take a picture with him. Right. Hold the Impact Grand Championship title, which
3: <laughs> almost be floored by it, apparently. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I was like, Good,
1: and he even looked at me, he's like, It's heavy, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, man, this sucker is heavy. But, um, that was so much fun. I can't, I can't express to you how impressed I was with the production of RSWF. Um, I it, it, just so 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 impressed by everything that they did. And Soul Taker was a very approachable guy, a lot of kids were coming up taking pictures with him, you know, he watched the whole show he keeps an eye on i think on the whole show from you know where, but people are allowed to approach him right. doesn't he he never takes his mask off from what i've noticed the man that so he's living the kayfabe life and i'm pretty sure he stays there until after everyone's left so he wa- doesn't walk out right so you don't see people take, take uh, carrying kayfabe like that anymore mm-hmm. yeah so uh dan have you gotten a chance to start checking out lucha underground on netflix yet Yes, I have. What are your thoughts so far? I know you're running...
2: – I'm loving it. I'm about uh, four, maybe five episodes
1: in. Who's? Wh- um, what's some of the talents you've liked so far?
2: Well, you know, Chavo coming out oh, yeah, uh, was yeah. a surprise at, for the first match of Lucha Underground ever, you know. Uh, Heeman and Blue Demon Jr. Um, and then, you know, the whole uh, story of Chavo turning heel and uh, hitting even Sexy Star with a chair, mm-hmm. you know. That was that. Ra- that raised my eyebrow right there when when Sexy Star got hit with a chair. So, um, and then you know there's uh, Mil out there. Um,
1: now, when you first saw that guy, <laughs> like th- for a luchador, that's a big flipping dude, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I I, I like it's it sounds funny, but I like his tights, you know, because <laughs> it's a, it's a throwback to. Um, old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got like pinstripe tights that he wears to the ring. They're like blue. You know, and it's it's I like I like that, you know. It's almost like he he's given a nod to old school, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh <clears throat> Let me see here. Uh, you know, Johnny Mundo, of course. Yep. Um
1: Have you, you got has, has Pentagon it, showed up yet?
2: Pentagon just had just had his first match with Triple Threat. Okay. Um I think it was uh Dragon Dragon uh and El Dragon
1: Azteca Jr or El yeah. Dragon Azteca uh
2: and the Phoenix El Phoenix or Phoenix just Phoenix, 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 Phoenix yeah. Yeah. yeah uh which they had a triple threat and that was that was awesome uh, I had never seen a triple threat done like that before and and you know that was that was just fantastic Will Tatum um, in our chat but,
1: room says he likes King Cuerno and Andy likes Pentagon
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I I haven't I haven't got in uh, to uh, I probably haven't seen King Cuerno yet
1: the hunter he's he's awesome
2: I'm not that far in yet like I said I'm only five episodes in there's 39 episodes in season one yep and Mm -hmm. and then there's like another 22 or 26 or something like that in season two
1: now as far as how how do you like how the show is produced do you what do you think about? I love it
2: I love, I, I'm loving every aspect of it. It's awesome. Um, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's just fresh take, you know, it's something you don't see, mm-hmm. you know, it plays out like a Mexican soap opera, you know, but then at the same time, the production value is so much, you don't feel like you're watching a soap opera, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you're watching, you know, a storyline on a TV episode of CSI or something like that, you know, um, almost like a TV drama playing out, mm-hmm. you know, with matches in between. You just so. wait.
1: You just wait till you get to Ultima Lucha. And if you're not floored oh, by uh, some of the culmination of stories on that show, I'll be surprised because the end of that the end of that first season was just fucking incredible. Mike, have you how much have you gotten to watch of it?
3: I haven't watched any of it yet. Okay. But the only reason is because I totally forgot that Iron Fist came out this weekend. <laughs> so I've <laughs> watched all thirteen episodes of Iron Fist and
1: You know, I I've I've started watching like I've watched the first half of the first episode and people are all complaining about how slow it is and everything like that and, and I'm like well it is an origin story so they're trying to tell the story of how he became Iron Fist so it's going to be a little slow yeah it's not going to be him coming out I'm fucking Iron Fist right. I'm going to fight relax people r e l a x
3: and I'll even say you know it of all the previous series you know it is probably the slowest yeah. of all of them that- but you know it's it's still fucking marvel it's still produced really well and, I mean, yeah, there, there's fight scenes. There's not as many as, you know, previous shows. But it it's still, the the story is good, and you know that, you know, this is the last piece of the Defenders, and then, you know, that well, comes out later this year.
1: And Iron Fist is more of an obscure title, too, or obscure character, because you you don't, you know the story of Daredevil. We all know that story. Right. We somewhat know the story of Jessica Jones, even Luke Cage, you right. know, and she, it, and they had an extra show to showcase Luke Cage, so right. we kind of already knew who those characters were. Iron Fist, they needed to let you know who this guy was, what yeah. he's been through, and everything like that. So, yeah, sorry to get on the comic book movie no, tangent. Oh, but, but yeah, um, yeah it, I can't wait for you to watch *Luke Underground. I know you'll probably binge <laughs> watch it and have season one by. I'm-
3: I'm off work for the next four days, oh. so that's what I'm planning.
1: Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. If I get back from the cruise, we'll have to definitely – I hope, hopefully Dan will have it finished up. Um, it's going to come out of that house
2: in about four days
1: with craving water and <laughs> just going, so much wrestling. <laughs> well, now it's time to get on to something I'm really excited to talk about. We had the semifinals and the finals of the New Japan Cup tournament. Semifinals was Evil and Bad Luck Fale. Um Great match,
3: two big guys, and two big big fucking dudes.
1: I love it. There's something about <laughs> evil that's just so cool. Comes out with that Grim Reaper outfit and the eye makeup and stuff. But yeah. then it, but and you think it's and gonna that, be like
3: some... that horrendous fucking mullet.
1: Yeah, yeah. But and you think it, you think like, what is this guy doing? But he gets going in the ring and he's so good. Yeah, he's just so much fun. He's to one watch. of the guys. Like
3: when you look at him, you're like, nah, he's. But then, he, he's just gonna be one of the big bruisers, you know three or four moves and that's it but i mean he he can go.
1: Yeah. And the other match was Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii, the rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 10, i think it was. Those guys, Do i even have to tell you folks? Uh, <laughs> you, these guys beat the hell out of each other and Katsuyori Shibata got the Shibata got the win, Bad Luck Fale got the win. That's your t- tournament final. And you had Kats- Katsuyori Shibata versus Bad Luck Fale. And man, those guys fucking killed it like like new Japan does and dan i'm re- I'm really ready for you to get into New Japan because once you start watching it, you're gonna think, my god this is this is what I should have been watching the whole time, but it's it's so incredible, and the winner and your new <laughs> C- japan cup twenty seventeen winner is Katsu Yo. shibata fucking i'm so excited because this means in a couple of months we're going to get shibata versus okada for the iwgp heavyweight championship oh my god can you imagine what that match is going to be like
3: drop kicks and forearms oh my that's it
1: (laughs) drop a lot of kicks a lot of kicks i mean just insane action and you know as much as we talk about how good of a striker shibata is he can wrestle yeah I mean his submission he's, he's are a good. technician you know I love that he pulls out abdominal stretches and then he transfers transforms it into a um uh what is it called an octopus stretch you know he yeah. puts that inside leg o- puts the inside leg in the leg throws his other leg over i mean him he got he put in an octopus stretch on bad luck falla you know how flexible you have to be to do something like that because bad luck falla is not a small individual no no and he and he made it seem like it's easy. So, I'm so excited. If you could not tell, <laughs> Shibata right now, to me, and I say I think I say this every week, to me, he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I, I say that about a different rest, wrestler, and one of my friends gave me hell about it. Thanks, Joe. Um, he said, like, dude, two weeks ago, you said Kevin Owens was the best wrestler in the world. Then a week ago, you said AJ Styles is like, well, that was before the New Japan Cup happened he's like okay well there's a good point there (laughs) but but I mean it's just it I'm I'm so excited for Shibata because he's one of the top performers in that company I think he's he's earned a shot at the title hell if he wins the title I'm gonna go through the fucking roof I'm gonna be so excited (laughs) so that's gonna be I think let's see that's gonna be at Genesis here uh, in the next couple of months. Let's see if we can get a date. Sakura Genesis at 2017. Let's see. Uh, Sakura Genesis 2017 featured professional wrestling matches. It's going to be April 9th. I'll be back from... Okay, so that's a, I'll be back a week, from my basically vacation. Basically a week
3: after WrestleMania.
1: Um, yeah, um, and I'll be back... I've got uh, jury duty on the seventh, but that's cool. not gonna help. Oh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that part. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that's weird because
3: I think my dad has jury duty coming up, like in the next couple weeks. Oh man, I
1: saw that notice <laughs> come through.
3: <and laughs> so you may be there with him. I don't know the date, but
1: m- me and Abby, <laughs> me and Abby both got pulled at the exact same time. Wow. So yeah, how how lucky is that? <laughs> Not to give you <laughs> all a glimpse into my per- personal life, but you all know jury duty sucks, and yeah. So anyway, it's Sakura Genesis, April 9th. It's going to be Katsuyori Shibata versus Okada, and it's going to be uh, a fun night. Oh my god, I'm looking at this card, and this is actually looking like a great card.
3: So oh, you haven't seen the card yet? No. Okay, I've actually seen the card.
1: Oh, man, Kazuch- for Okada versus Shibata. Right. Hiromu Takahashi versus Kushida. And that's for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hiroki Goto versus Zack Sabre Jr. Good Lord. to and Sabre, yeah. Uh, Tenkozy, which is Tenzin and Kojima versus War Machine. That'll be fun. War yeah. Machine.
3: They're fucking beasts. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Los Gobernables de Japón, which is going to be Bushi, Evil, Sonata, and Naitu versus Tajiguchi, Japan, which is Hiroshi Tanahashi, the John Cena of yeah. New Japan, Juice Robinson, Ricochet, mm-hmm. and Taguchi. All right. Uh, Bad Luck Fale and Kenny Omega versus Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyano. Yanu. What do you think? Do you like Yanu? Nah. I mean... it. His stick is—I think his stick's funny. Yeah, he has always got the DVDs and right. He, I love that little Rob Van Dam type thing he does. And then he just throws up the whatever. Right. Uh, Suzuki Gun, which is Tai Chi. <laughs> tai Chi is an interesting character. Versus Jado and Gato of Chaos. Beretta, Rocky Romero, and Yoshihashi versus Suzuki Gun, which is going to be El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Noku. Bullet Club. This is going to be a big match. Hangman Page, Tamatanga, Tangaroa, and Yujiro Takahashi versus Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask W, Togi Makabe, and Yuji Nagata. And then David Finley, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Nakanishi versus Kawatu, Kitamura, and Oka. So I'm probably going to fast forward up until. I'll probably fast forward first two or three matches. I think Kanemaru, is he the dude in Suzuki Gun that they have, like, on a leash?
3: I don't know. Oh,
1: my God. They have this, I think it's I think it's Kanemaru, and he is just this really big dude, and they have, like, a weight around his neck, and they have him on a leash, and, like, he goes through the crowds, and he's just going fucking nuts, <laughs> and, like, he'll yell at women, and they'll jump, and he, ah, and he tears <laughs> through the crowd. It's It's like nothing you've ever seen. It's so funny. But yeah, this soccer at Genesis card is going to be freaking great, especially especially man, the last four hours of it. Well, the last <laughs> the last four matches are going to be great. The last three are going to be incredible. Goto and Zack Saber Jr. for the never open weight title. Mm-hmm. I hope that man. I'd love it if Zack Saber Jr. even though he's a part of Suzuki Gun now, right. fucker. <laughs> uh, I hope he. I'd love to see him win the never open weight title. And Kushida and Takahashi, the ticking time bomb, are going to fucking kill it because she. Kushida's just incredible, and then Okada and Shibata. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Making making happy (laughs) noises over here. (laughs) Let's see. I guess Uh, we
3: will be torn on that match.
1: Why? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We need to get together. We may may need to watch that match together, just so.
3: may need to set that up.
1: Yeah, that's because this is going to be fun. You know who... I think would really benefit from watching Kashida matches just to learn a couple of moves. Mo. Not okay. to say, not to say and I mean that in an in a cool way in that I think he could add more to his game. Right. If uh, cuz I could see Mo pulling off the hip toss quick cartwheel into a drop kick. Right. I hope Mo could do a, dro- a <laughs> cartwheel. Could do you think Mo could pull off a cartwheel? No. <laughs> <laughs> You need I to, will give,
2: hey, hey I will give credit where credit's is due. We, me and Mo have tried different things for him at different times and everything. I I For the longest time, I was trying to get him to do a double head scissors where, you know, you do the head scissors and then you go around the body again, you know, with the guy, you know, holding on and everything. You go around the body once and then you go around the body again, come around from behind again and then do it again, you know. And we tried and tried and we got so freaking close so many times. <laughs> But you know, never could get it right. Never, never could use it in a match because we never could get it down pat. So right.
1: Well, but I'm he's just, just not. He just he's Mo's got to learn to jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, and and like I said, I don't mean it in a negative way that to watch and learn from a Kushida match. I'm saying you get what I'm, you guys get what I'm trying to say. He yeah. could he could eat just add more to his arsenal by watching a Kushida. I could see Mo slapping on the. I could, he would call it the Mo lock, but he could do the hoverboard lock. But he mm -hmm. he could call it the Moloch or something like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not telling him how to do his wrestling career or anything like that. I just think it would be really cool to see him kind of emulate some moves from Kushida. Hope he doesn't take that the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to say anymore. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You know, I don't want to – I really don't want – I know some wrestlers can get easily offended, and I don't want to definitely do that. Uh, Raw this week was all right how do you, all I how do you know? I I I watched a little bit. <laughs> I thought you were you
3: were done with I, Raw until after WrestleMania.
1: I watched a little bit. I mean, it's it, it's it's programming, you know. My brain I, I, <laughs> my brain is like it's Monday night turn on. It's just something. Right, it's almost right. subconscious when I watch it, but the ending just didn't make a lot of sense of Raw to me. Like the Undertaker it has he knows his future WrestleMania opponent is right in front of him. Why would you turn your back to a guy you're about to wrestle in a couple of weeks to attack Braun Strowman who is not doing anything
3: that know about well, yet? I, yeah. I
2: saw the clip, and if you watch it, uh, you know, Taker's eyes kind of roll, you know, kind of roll in the back of his head, not in the way that he's trying to scare somebody. He all of a sudden realizes he took his eyes off of Roman and then turns around into a spear. So it was kind of played out that way where, you know, it wasn't like you know, oh, you're you know, you're stupid for going after Braun and then turning your back on Roman. It was like he went after Braun and then all of a sudden the look on his face changed and it was like, oh crap, I took a, I took my yeah. eyes off Roman and he turns right around and spear right there.
3: <laughs> but then, so, but honestly though, w- would you ever want to have your back to Braun Strowman?
2: That
1: too. <laughs> but, well, but Braun Strowman slumped over in a corner. You know, he's not really coherent. I don't know. It, the, the whole segment just didn't seem. Very good to me. And why the hell did Undertaker get a fucking tan? That man looked as orange as a mean girl or something like that. I mean, it just didn't look right. I don't know. It's, uh.
3: well, what about sheamus's tan?
1: Well, that's Sheamus. Have you seen the Snickers commercial he's in? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I loved it. I loved it. I, li- I actually like the uh, – have you seen the Miz Snickers commercial? He, like, gets a hobo into his limo, and he's being all nice to him and offering, hey, you want to go to a movie premiere? (laughs) It was was really funny. SmackDown, on the other hand, killed it this week. Um, You know, Miz and Maurice are so good Mm -hmm. on the mic. They're killing their promos. Uh, They're really, I mean, I'm still not interested in the match. And my buddy Shaggy, we know Shaggy, um, at Shaggy Black on Twitter, sent me a good video wrestlemania is not this year is not for fans like us three or fans you know f- basically fans for people Is not for fans that do wrestling podcasts it- it's built f- it, they're trying to get the casual fans
3: it's not for the hardcore fans
1: yeah yeah and and you know just i'm not really and we're going to go into this uh next week on our Super Pod with Top Rope Nation, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just not, I don't know, It's not. I don't feel like it's being, I, I don't know, I'm just not excited about it. Hell, I don't even know if I'm going to be in town back in time to watch it. All right. I don't know what we're getting back in town, so, if we're back in town, I'll send you a text, we can watch it and be miserable together. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> we can, but, you know, that's always a chance to eat the meat demon pizza. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm sold. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I am uh, hopefully going to get to watch NXT because I think uh, that's going to uh, the takeovers are always good, especially.
3: Right. Yeah, they moved it to Saturday night now, and yeah. the, the Hall of Fame is going to be on Friday yeah, night.
1: You know, you know, we've talked about the Hall of Fame. It's going to be really good. A lot of Memphis guys in it this year with the mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Express and Rick Rude. Um, and now they've,
3: they've announced a few more people that are actually going to you know induct
1: yeah 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 not and, and uh one thing i want to talk about that is i like that eric bischoff is going to be D- inducting ddp, DDP. i yeah. think that's the proper choice <laughs> because if there was i mean ddp was instrumental to the monday night wars oh yeah and eric bischoff i would have i probably
2: would have preferred uh jake roberts or or Scott Hall, or both of them. Yeah, that's, that's know, what I was the thinking. Honestly,
1: well, here's the, here's the thing about that. You know, big, ritzy event like that, you let Scott Hall or Jake Roberts, you know, run off, and you know, <laughs> and then they get a live mic, and it could end up being something terrible. Eric Bischoff, you know, is a professional guy, and he's going to come in. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Why it may it makes more sense than. William Shatner inducting Jerry the King Lawler. It makes so <laughs> uh, much yep. more sense than yeah. that, which still to this day, Lawler wanted um, Lance, Lance Russell, Russell. Yeah. to induct him in, and no one, nobody knows him. No, one knows who that is Jerry. <laughs> Jim Cornette is going to be inducting the Rock and Roll Express. There's a chance that could get interesting.
2: Yeah, Jim Cornette in front of a live mic in front of a. WWE current audience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean that—that's going to get interesting very quickly.
1: Let me tell you about the Rock and Roll Express. You got this fucking guy over here. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I got this Bucky Tooth motherfucker right over here, Kevin Dunn. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. You know, and that's <laughs> I, it's 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 very interesting as to them why they would let Jim Cornette. Yeah. So, more power to him. Hopefully, you know they got that dump button ready because that's that. <laughs> I, I actually think that he's going to be professional enough to come in, probably tell some old stories, which perfect guy I think to induct him. Yeah, hip, notwithstanding his, you know.
3: I mean, I think he's he's a good enough guy at least to understand that it's not about him. You know, he, he's there for the Rock and Roll Express.
1: Yep. Right. Um WWE Bad Blood pay-per-view is returning this year. It's going to okay. be a raw-only pay-per-view. Bad Blood yeah. with 2 Ds. Yep. Okay. All right.
3: They announced uh Natalia is going to be inducting Beth Phoenix.
1: Oh. oh. yeah, I did see that. Very good. Very good. Um who they say is going to induct Rick Rude? Did they announce?
3: Uh they did. But now I've completely forgot.
1: Uh do-do-do-do-do. let's see.
3: <clears throat> Yay for dead air I'm trying,
2: I'm trying to think of who could Induct Rick Rude I was Heyman?
1: Sure. I think Heyman is it, is, it may be Heyman
2: that would, Yeah,
1: there you go Did I say it? May, it may, I'm checking it Let's see, Rick Rude, old school Rick Rude, as long as it's charismatic um.
3: Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they didn't announce it yet. Maybe
1: they didn't. Rick Rude inductor. Rick Rude inductor announce According, Ravishing Rick Rude will be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Rick Rude, <laughs> Rick Rude. Stated stated that Rude is also maybe they haven't announced it yet. I guess not. The ravishing one will be inducted. Oh, the the news was first bro- uh, broken first by Bleacher Report, who also revealed that Rude will be inducted by one of his greatest rivals, 2009 inductee Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay, oh, okay, so that'll be good. So. Well, let's take a quick break when we come back. I had a oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, J- yeah. Just yeah. a
3: couple of things I just ran across, so, you know, earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's interesting. Uh, Bray Wyatt reveals that he would like Bo Dallas to be in the Wyatt family. Now, obviously, you know, yeah, because of relation sense. and all. But he goes on and really puts him over about how he's, you know, really underrated. And I agree. You know, he would. You know, people wouldn't think that he could pull that off, but, you know, he said, give him a chance and he will prove you wrong.
1: Yeah, and I, I think they just – they were too quick to pull the plug on the Bo Leaves stuff. They needed – it's one of those things that they'd let it die too quickly. Yep. Got, he took a loss he shouldn't <clears throat> have taken too early in, in his main roster debut. And he's a,
3: hes another one, you know, killed it in NXT yeah. forever. And mm-hmm. then as soon as he got brought up, they just
1: – Yeah, What's well, that Bucky Tooth motherfucker. <laughs> Um. But then
3: also uh, Bray Wyatt also had mentioned somebody had asked him about because uh, they, they've basically said the plan is you know Goldberg and Brock Lesnar is going to close out WrestleMania and who gives a fly Somebody flying. asked Bray Wyatt you know what he Fact thought about and
0: it and
3: Bray's response was if I were Goldberg or Brock Lesnar I wouldn't want to go on after me and Randy
1: Okay <laughs> uh, hey that's that's hey I I like it I like it keep that confidence yeah. I'm not we'll get into it next week on uh top with Top Rope Nation as we do our super pod <laughs> we'll get we'll talk about more about <laughs> it next. But
3: week. One more thing we didn't mention about a uh, Smackdown new Smackdown tag champs.
1: Yeah, they this tells me that they never had much faith. It was let me start over. <laughs> it was too <laughs> soon, American Alpha it was too soon to call them up when they got called up. They right. it sh- and we discussed this a long time ago um
3: you know one of them pulled up for for a long time
1: mm-hmm. but
3: they it, it was too early. they it should have been another you know after it, wrestlemania when you hit that reset button
1: yeah yeah and it goes to show you also one when they're NXT when they were in NXT how much did the the revival make them look how good did the revival make them look right i mean did they have a, you know have they had a tag team that works like that in the <laughs> main roster no not really and I, I called it when they were sh- when they got called up and drafted. I said, "It's this is just not this." When they got called up, I, I, this is not a good time. They're not ready. They needed more time to flesh out their characters, <laughs> especially now that you know Kurt Angle is back. Yeah. After WrestleMania, he's inducted, and then he brings up the American Alphas. Yeah, would well, have perfect. As his new team, Angle or something like right. that. But when they brought him up, it was it was just at the draft, right? That's when they came in. They were drafted. Yeah. Just too soon. Too soon. Without without any fanfare, without anything like that. You know, I like the way Triple H was doing things for a while to where we saw video promos of these guys like the anticipated arrival of Sincar. Those video packages beforehand were fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, showing him doing all the Lucha libre stuff and doing all those twirl around your opponents <clears throat> twelve times into a hip toss or something right. like that. Or um who was something? Who they, What are some other video packages they did for Glacier, <laughs> not glacier. No, <laughs> no Recently, that because they they kind of returned to that Bray Wyatt. You know. The, yeah,
3: they did that with the Wyatt family. Yeah, the,
1: the way that they kept building and building and building on that. You know, they could have done. They did. You didn't get any of that with American Alpha and, and Emma. Emma. I mean, she's going to be huge. You're really, you're really trying <laughs> to yeah, get to yeah. me. Um, but it's just it was just too soon for me
3: and that kind of shows that they have no plans for that title or those titles on WrestleMania
1: right right
3: and i don't see how you do it. every title should be on WrestleMania yeah every single title and i still believe that every single title should be on the main card you don't do titles you know title matches on a pre-show you know even though the pre-show really doesn't matter anymore i mean it's all part of the show i mean especially if you're there live it's not that big of a deal but i think it's just the whole you know mentality of it
1: and and we'll discuss this on our <laughs> super pod next week with the <laughs> top rope nation <laughs> um uh where the, but you've got where's Samoa Joe on this card you know where uh where is other names like uh, there's some other names missing just right off the top of my head you know where are they going to be at this WrestleMania card we don't know you, i mean Braun Strowman is going to... I mean,
3: anybody else is going to be, more than likely, is going to be in the Andre the Giant, which you know, long-ass name uh,
1: Samoa Joe, if Samoa Joe... It would be a mistake to put Samoa (laughs) Joe in that match and not have him win it.
3: Well, he's going to show up during the Triple H-Seth Rollins confrontation.
1: But that's it? You don't get a match with him at all? He's going
3: to show up for that, or he's going to show up with the Chris Jericho and
2: uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and like I said, we'll talk more about it when we talk to Top Rope Nation for our... Super Pod! (laughs) So But let's take a anything else you got? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. Well let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll try to rustle up a trivia segment and do our Memphis wrestling moment. You're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash oversell podcast. And at Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L I almost forgot my Twitter account. Yeah. Wow.
3: You never tweet yourself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> at WolfMike twenty three.
2: At one dangerous Dan all spelled out, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews.
1: So before we get to the trivia segment, um, did you guys get a chance to watch uh Southpaw regional wrestling on YouTube? Yes. Oh
3: Absolutely.
1: How much hilarious. of hilarious how much of that I mean you know uh, the evil banker with the swamp. What was that creature that he had? Swamp creature. It was the just swamp, swamp creature. creature. Yeah. I mean, every character was great. You had uh, John Cena in the Lance Russell role. To me, he was Lance Russell, and Fondango was Gordon Soley because he was slumped over, drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you had you know Rusev as the farmer. And what was great about his stuff is there's at one point you saw a smile come across his face because what he knew what he was doing was so damn stupid but yet funny. Yeah. And fighting he was fighting the evil banker. You had Tex Ferguson taking on uh what was Chad it? Chad too bad. Chad too was, bad.
2: Which was uh oh uh um. Anderson. Anderson, Anderson, and Gallows, yeah. Now I, lo- <laughs> that and I was, love that. To me, was the funniest one where yeah. <laughs> Tex had Tex ended up with two eye patches, <laughs> and and, and, uh, and
1: Chad too bad talking in his ear. He's like, something's
2: wrong with the audio. I can hear Chad in my ear.
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite of that was favorite comment was. You sent Greg the Hammer Valentine to put me in an arm bar for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the show they kept promoting that was supposed to come up? Leap Year. Uh, leap, something it, yeah
3: it was like lethal leap year or something, something. like yeah, that yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 lethal
1: and then at the end there is no lethal leap year what <laughs> yeah this is, oh. there's no leap year
3: this year and, i mean like i picked up on that pretty early because it said you know it was like supposedly taking place in like 1987 and i was like okay that's an odd year they can't have a leap
1: year <laughs> 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 Oh, but yeah, Lana – I think Lana and Rusev kind of stole the show as the farming couple. <laughs>
3: Rusev was hilarious. You know, I
1: thought Rusev was great. And then uh, who was uh, the evil banker that was um, – That was Tyler, Tyler Breeze. I thought yeah, that yeah. was
2: well, – I thought that was either Tyler Breeze or Fandango. It man. was Tyler
1: Breeze. I love him laughing and having to keep adjusting his mustache. Chris yeah, Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Jericho as the interviewer was really fun. Uh, There was a, that was a, was that, don't grab the mic. Was that Tyler, was that TJP? Yeah. That was, okay, that was uh that the guy that, don't grab the mic, just just stop grabbing the mic. <laughs> you know, that, that was, that was great stuff, and the whole way it was filmed to where it had that VHS tape look, I thought yeah. was funny, so. I just wanted to talk about that for a couple of minutes, you know, it was a quick four, they're like, what, seven minute videos or something like that, eight minute videos?
2: I hope they learned what's, you know, as popular as these got on YouTube and how many views they had. I hope they learned something about this, about how to make fun of themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, to
1: me, Vince knew nothing about this. Like, he was. <laughs> oh, not, really. <laughs> to me, it, at least that's how it seemed. Like, that's why it's not on the network, per se. It was just something mm-hmm. they did for YouTube. And, like, hey, let's just goof off for a little bit and. You know, because well, events Vince would have gotten involved, it would have been micromanaged and stuff like that. So it was just a Vince-free project, in my eyes. That, I could be wrong. hmm So, guys, how about we do a trivia segment? You down for that? Mike, you ready? Almost. Okay. Let me know when <laughs> you are ready. No. Um, but, yeah, Southpaw Regional Wrestling, check it out on YouTube if you haven't yet. I mean, it, it got, like, a million hits in a couple days or something like that. I mean, it was just crazy how popular it got. Um, oh, yeah. I want to say this about Kenny Omega. You know, he's a he's a good dude. And somebody tweeted at him and said, "Hey, did you hear the news about Xavier Woods?" And his response was, "Yeah, man. I saw up, up, down, down. Got a million subscribers. That's great." <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that was hilarious, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Is such, and not only that, it shows that he's just a good dude. You know, I think somebody tweeted him because they had a GoFundMe account to help a relative or something like that with some hospital procedures, and he retweeted it. You know, that's how probably thousands and thousands and thousands of people that saw that tweet. So, oh, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, Mike, you about ready? Are you right away, furiously there?
3: Yeah, I guess we can do this. Okay,
1: here we go.
0: <clears throat> can you feel it, sir? It's time for a little bit of Wrestling trivia!
1: Oh, it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Not only because I get to play that music, but I, I just love wrestling trivia. It's time for our trivia segment. Mike has got the question for us this week. I'm going to hand it off to him.
3: All right. I came up with two questions here. Okay. First round, we're going to do the usual three-strike rule. Okay. Uh, one of these rounds is fairly easy. One of them is kind of not. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, first round, there have been a total of 10 different wrestlers to hold the NXT championship.
1: Uh, that, say that again? Total
3: of 10 different wrestlers. Okay have held the NXT championship. Okay. Give me those wrestlers.
1: Dan, you go first. Uh, Seth Rollins.
3: That is correct. Finn Balor. That is correct.
2: Uh, Neville.
3: Correct. Kevin Owens. Correct. See, this Same is the easy Zane. round. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Samoa Joe. Correct. Four left.
2: Shinsuke Nakamura.
3: Yes. Bobby Roode. Yes. Two left. See, this is easy.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Last two. Oh. Um... Really? I can't remember. <laughs> what the hell? <clears throat> um,
1: crap. Never heard of that wrestler.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's also known as Scott Steiner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man. Um, No, 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 no. It wasn't him.
1: Or was it? <laughs>
2: no, it wasn't. Correct. Because I keep, I keep wanting to, yeah. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I can't. Who did Neville feud with? It had to have been something between... Oh god, I can't remember who Neville beat. Hmm.
0: I'll
2: take a strike on it cuz I'm not even going to try to guess. Okay.
1: Bo Dallas. Correct. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and one more. Mm.
1: Oh, man. You know, now I'm kind of stuck. There's that. It's that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a hard one.
2: Um,.
1: Dead air. air.
2: Roman Reigns? (laughs) Strike two.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, Searching brain, searching brain. Uh, Bray Wyatt, did he ever win the NXT title?
3: Strike one.
1: (sighs) Dang.
2: Uh, not Corey Graves. Corey Graves was a tag champ.
1: <laughs> Dang it! Hmm. Man, now I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck. Now that that's a, uh, I'm gonna be mad when you say it. <laughs>
2: I'm just taking stabs in the dark, Dean Ambrose.
3: Strike three. Mm -hmm.
1: Was it Regal? Was Regal ever a champion? No. Uh, Cesaro. Cesaro? Nope. Who was it? Biggie. Uh, Oh yeah, because he would. Yep. And he would. He did a five count whenever he pinned anybody in NXT, which was a great gimmick. Total
3: of two hundred and eighty days. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: All right, well, that was a good one. Who won that? I won that, right? Yeah. Yeah, one suck time. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five to four. Thank you, Bo Dallas.
3: All right. Now, this is according to WWE.com. Uh-oh. The second question here. Um, I'm trying to see if it specifies exactly which. It's just listed on here as the 10 youngest WWE champions ever. Okay. This is like for the WWE Championship. Okay. Um, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't specify if it's just WWE or if it's the World Heavyweight when they brought that in or any of the combined. I think it's just you know any of them. Okay, all of them combined.
1: Dan, you go first. Is there any all other right. sp- stipulation to it? No. Okay,
2: Dan, you are up. Just like the young, the top ten of the youngest. Correct. Yeah. Like okay. Um,
3: the Rock. That is correct. He was number three at 26 years old, six months, and 13 days.
1: Okay, Let me know when you're ready.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Randy Orton. That is correct. Number five, 27, six, and six. Brock Lesnar. Number one. 25, that- one, and 13.
1: Seth freaking Rollins?
3: <clears throat> no. Oh, wow. Strike one.
2: Youngest, youngest, youngest. The Miz?
3: Strike one. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, Dean Ambrose is, like, way younger than I am, so I'm going to say Dean Ambrose.
3: That's uh, another strike. What? <laughs> Uh, wow. According to this list here, this is
1: <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> when this list was, I don't.
1: And it's only the heavyweight championship, right? It's not a mid card. No, okay, apparently it, it.
3: The title is ten youngest WWE champions
1: ever. Okay,
3: back I, to you, dude. I can't even see like when this was posted. So I mean,
0: fucking bullshit.
3: Yeah, so there yeah. may be some of that actually, just because. Jesus. I don't know when this was. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking bullshit.
3: <laughs> so as of the time they posted this, so that should help.
2: Oh, jeez.
3: Um Okay, apparently this says it was this may have been posted in 13. So <laughs> Oh,
1: whoa.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, there, there's been a
2: few years since then. Uh, hmm. Kurt Angle? No. Yeah, that was I was iffy on that. Hmm.
1: Shawn Michaels? No. Jesus. Christ <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> you <bullshit! laughs>
2: oh. youngest world champions hmm. ultimate warrior Uh,
3: that would be a third strike wow
1: as of 2013 yeah apparently jack swagger
3: that is a third strike
1: god bless (laughs) holy crap and because
3: of that y'all end up tying ah (laughs) mother
1: (laughs) what's the tiebreaker what's the tiebreaker i'm just kidding (laughs) just <laughs> I can pull up a tiebreaker real no, quick. No, no no no, no don't worry we about can it. We just
2: start naming random people and see
3: if we get one.
2: <laughs>
1: Mike, why don't you hit eh.
3: Yeah, next person to get one
1: wins. Okay. There you uh, go. So it's your turn. Uh twenty thirteen. Who the hell was young in twenty thirteen?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well it could have been prior to that. That's just when the list was put out. uh batista no
1: No. batista was like 45 (laughs) when he got his run
3: yeah Yeah. he he was 35 when he debuted in wwe yeah
1: uh youngest heavyweight now is this just wwe not wcw yeah okay Uh, man i really don't know this is hard uh <coughs> Hogan? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how old he was when he first won his-
3: Like 74 or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bret Hart? <coughs> no.
1: Uh <coughs> Owen Hart?
3: Nope. This is the worst Damn. tiebreaker ever. Seriously. Um, Kane? No. Yokozuna? Yes. Ah! Oh! That's he a was, hell of a pull. He was actually number two. Wow. 26 years old, six months and two days.
2: That fat some bitch was 26 years
3: <laughs> old. But then going down the list, uh, I won't necessarily give their... Ages or whatever. Uh, But number four was Undertaker. Uh, Five we already got was Orton. Six, Bruno San Martino. Seven was Big Show. Eight, John Cena. Nine, Ivan Koloff. And ten, Pedro Morales.
1: Mm. All right. Cool. All right, Mike, uh, why don't we get the book out there and we can do a Memphis wrestling moment. Keep in mind, next week we're going to be having our first ever Super Pod!
3: <laughs> I'm so excited. He's really excited about that.
1: Super Pod! You can do it too. Hold on. Now, do it now.
0: Super Pod!
1: It's just not the same. <laughs> All right. I think I have one here. Are we ready? Yep.
3: Well, I did have one. Never mind. I can't read that one. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, a side note here. Um, Jerry Lawler was recently on an interview and stated that he does own the rights to Memphis wrestling videotapes dating back from 77 to 88. Um, there's still a question of USWA rights from 88 to 96, but he owns everything after 96 too.
3: Cool so, hmm. Nice.
2: And he said there's definitely they're, they are definitely going on the network
1: good that's good to hear that's good to hear
2: so but i think that they might be trying to clear up some legal issues with the licensing on the uswa stuff so
3: all right i do have one now i found one that has results march 22nd 1982 so we're actually on the right day championship wrestling presents wrestling the mid-south coliseum starting at the bottom of the card Norval Austin vs. David Price The Monk and the Angel versus Rick McCord and Tom Malley I think Dennis Condry and Randy Rose with Norval Austin versus Roy Rogers and Joe Stark Handicap Match Stan Lane, Eric Embry and Danny Davis versus Lou Graham The Dream Machine Jimmy Hart and J.R. Hart Southern tag team match, Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton with Jimmy Hart versus Steve Kern and Robert Gibson. Main event, Southern heavyweight title match. No time limit, no disqualification. Jerry Lawler versus Dutch Mantel. Mantel takes AWA title. Dutch Mantel is the new AWA Southern heavyweight champion. Mantel beat Jerry Lawler in last night's main event in the Mid-South Coliseum before 6,220 fans. In other bouts, Norval Austin stopped David Price. Randy Rose and Dennis Conry won over Roy Rogers and e- Eric Embry. Luke Graham and Dream Machine, Jimmy Hart, and J.R. Hart won a handicap battle over <laughs> Danny Davis, Eric Embry, Stan Lane. In the AWA Southern Tag Title match, Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar retained the belts with a victory over Steve Kern and Robert Gibson. 6,220. On a Monday
1: night. That's crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, that's all I got for this week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your...
0: Superstar of the Week!
2: Dan, you're up. I'm going to go with Prince Puma. Oh, I very know his cool. ricochet. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting into the Lucha Underground, man. I'm liking it. I'm loving the character Prince Puma. And, uh... I do have another side note about uh, Lucha Underground. Conan looks damn old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, not and, um, you know, Vampiro doesn't look like a spring chicken either. No, no, show, no, 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 so. no. But, it, I mean,
2: but, but, but you look at, like, you look at Conan, though, and he looks like somebody's angry grandfather. <laughs> yeah. it,
1: it's, it's that hat. That's what it is. It's that hat he's wearing. That's- and,
3: and he just came back on, to uh, Impact last week oh really they brought back LAX huh and he's oh, nice. he came out there with them
1: very cool Mike who you got
3: uh my superstar of the week I'm
1: don't you dare still mine.
3: no I'm not it we, we know it's not this is the superstar of the W E A K week Scott Steiner
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: because fuck that guy <laughs>
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. All right. I'll but, let-
3: but but real superstar of the week, I'm actually going with Shane McMahon just because anytime he does that elbow drop from any height, it just looks great. And he put AJ through the announce table.
2: Man, I, I, I on another funny note, I have to point out that uh, wasn't it last year that uh, they had Scott Steiner's... Uh, picture up at security telling them not to let them into the hall of fame <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember that
1: yeah it's just he's just that one guy you pro- the, probably the one guy you don't want a microphone in front of at any of your events right it
3: would be scott nope. steiner
1: come on do we have to guess who mine is
3: actually <laughs> this week yes
1: it's katsuyori Shibata.
3: because <laughs> i honestly didn't know if you were saying him or moose
1: <laughs> I gotta I gotta go with Shibata though. Okay. You, uh, okay. Uh, Moose Moose uh, Moose and Shibata. Moose for winning the RSWF title, coming in, killing it in Memphis, and Shibata for winning the new Japan Cup. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for this week. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes and while you're there, leave a five star review. Be sure you check us out on Twitter at oversellpodcastfacebook.com slash oversell podcast. Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L L
3: at WolfMike23,
2: at OneDangerousDan. Dan, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews.
1: Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Oversell
0: Podcast.
1: <laughs>